the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Fans, welcome back for the Working Fans Comedy Cast, episode 49. This week, we are going to be doing a review of Team America World Police. Now, next week, January 25th, episode 50, we will be reviewing... Or we won't be reviewing. We'll have a discussion about the sketch comedy show in living color. Before we begin this show, as always, we are brought to you by Wrestleville. Author Vinnie Barry wrote The Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume 1, 35 short stories from across the wrestling landscape. You have NWA champions, Hall of Famers. There are so many good stories in this book. Go pick a copy up at Wrestleville.com or LanceByChance.com. And the added bonus is every book comes autographed by one of 11 stars appearing in the book. Now, another book that Vinnie Berry wrote, Lance by Chance, Wrestling is a Von Eric, written with Lance Vaughn. It's how Lance Vaughn became Lance Vaughn Eric and then settled back into Lance Vaughn and the wildlife he had outside of wrestling. Now, I botched Lance's first name, but Dave, we're doing a lot of recording today. We're doing a lot of running around. Dave and I ate a poutine pizza. Ooh. We, oh God, we are running wild today. Dave, how you doing? I didn't ask you during the last one. I got some poutine farts going on right now. Hey, I tried to hide the, you know, the vibrations on this. I know we had to talk about shits between shows because I had to take a little break because I had to drop one, fix the internet. You saw some issues with that last broadcast, but we are back on here and we are talking Team America, World Police. This is the third movie we're covering in this new revamp of the comedy cast. Do you like doing the movie reviews versus the five, three, one? Cause honestly, for me, 
I haven't settled into what I like yet. I feel like we could do better on the movie reviews, but also like only so much time we're going to throw in because we're working fans, man. We do. We have days. It's harder to sit down and watch a movie than it is to debate like a topic for us, I feel like, because generally with a topic, it just kind of comes out there a little more natural. We can go back and forth. We can come in and AJ Strange brew with next to no preparation, but and the thing I will say, these first three movies, they there's a thing about movies nowadays where they almost seem to run overly long. Mm-hmm. The one thing I've noticed is with Team America and especially Happy Gilmore, they felt like they went by in no time. Yeah. Honey Python, a little bit longer of a movie, but still didn't feel as laborious as some modern movies. Like I sat through the new Matrix recently. That felt long. The being the Ricardos on Amazon, that's almost a two hour commitment. When you get a nice hour and a half movie, that helps so much. Yeah, it definitely does. Makes it a little easier. This was a novel concept, too. This whole puppet, this movie with puppets. Yeah, and we will actually get into that, but we're going to start off, as always, with the synopsis of this movie. Broadway actor Gary Johnston is recruited by an elite counterterrorism organization, Team America World Police. As the world begins to crumble around him, he must battle with terrorists, celebrities, and falling in love. On Rotten Tomatoes, this got a 77% on the tomato meter and 80% on the audience score. How did you enjoy watching this movie? I assume it was the first time in a while. Yeah, I saw this in theaters. That was the last time I saw it. So what was that? 2000? Did you read it? 2004. Four? Yeah. Yeah, much better in the theater the first time I saw it. I saw it with some friends, and it was just like a really good experience when I saw it. This was okay. I was kind of busy. You know, it's the work week, right? So sometimes that's the one thing about these. Sometimes, right, I don't want to settle into a movie. (laughs) <laughs> you know but it was interesting it kept my attention so yeah especially being a puppet movie that doesn't happen too often it was almost in that old thunderbird style yeah now it is starring the team of trey parker and matt stone south also park. known for south park yeah. trey parker plays gary johnston joe kim jong-il hans blix Carson, Matt Damon, Drunken Bar, Tim Robbins, Sean Penn, Michael Moore, Helen Hunt, Susan Sarandon. He covers a lot of roles. Matt Stone, on the other hand, as Chris, George Clooney, Danny Glover, Ethan Hawke, and some additional voices. This was written by Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and Pam Brady, directed by Trey Parker. So you would almost expect him to do less voices, but he does more. And this is this is a wild ride. It's produced by... Frank Agnone, he was a co-producer. Scott Alversano, executive producer. Pam Brady, producer who was uncredited. Ann Garafino was an executive producer. Trey Parker was a producer. Michael Polaire, co-producer. Scott Rudin, producer. Matt Stone, producer. Uh, so Pam Brady. Pam Brady. And v- featuring like a very South Park-centric crew. From what I read, when they presented this to the studio, the opening scene where it's like that shitty little puppet thing that yeah. opened the movie. Right. Apparently, that's the first thing that the studio execs saw. And they freaked out like, oh, no, they fucked us. <laughs> and then that pulls back just like the opening of the movie does because they kept it in the movie. But it pulls back from that shitty puppet to another puppet operating that. And then the wild Paris scene that they had. And I thought that was a funny little bit of, you know, trivia from this. Because 
That whole movie, I thought it was done really well. The set pieces looked great. Considering what they were working with, I thought they put out a masterpiece. Yeah, it was unique. That's all I can say. You know, these guys, they had some balls on them to make a movie about puppets, but they were hugely popular around this time. South Park might have been even at its peak around here. Maybe not, but it was it was definitely around there. It was up to- there because, I mean, I would say this is probably five years after they came out, so they were probably really feeling it by then. And I mean, you got to be over to have a puppet shitting on another puppet's face. Stay in a movie. That might have just been on the DVD, by the way. Because I, I have a puppet shitting on the face. So that's why I that was the DVD exclusive because that was during the sex scene. And I know right. like, okay, yeah. it was yeah, like special unrated, but this movie went over the top with it, especially going after terrorists and things like that. It Film Actors it was, Guild. <laughs> yeah, I was about yeah. to bring that up. Like, You're going to make FAG an acronym that you can work with. And it's just the chances you got to take. And I think with South Park making it so big, it's almost wild to think that these guys took chances like that back then. It is pretty wild. Yeah, they made fun of everybody, though. That was just what they did. Yeah, because when I was reading reviews, it almost said, like, they don't rag on any one specific person. They almost go after everybody. Right. Right. Which is wild. Well, yeah, they go after the they go after terrorism. They go after the terrorists. Oh wow, we got people in the comments. Randy Oscar, how's it going? Yeah, I had to get that haircut this week. It was getting a little wild on the sides. Randy, what was your thought of Team America? Because this was something I'm actually going onto Facebook now because I did not write down my comments. And as <laughs> always, the mothership Facebook group coming in huge is this a movie you think you would watch again or do you uh, think- not really i mean not that i wouldn't but i wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again it's fun it's funny like the songs are great that was just- another thing i forgot about because america fuck yeah obviously okay. that made it big also it- kim jong-il i'm so lonely <laughs> that's another good one yeah. or like the country rock song when gary goes to the capital and he's like almost trying to find his inspiration like what was it pearl harbor sucks that one too yeah. did that. like it was really it was very creative it was interesting the kim jong-il one too because it almost felt like they were trying to make him a little more sympathetic like he was this evil dictator and they're like you know it'd be funny if he was just this real lonely guy that was misunderstood let's make that out of thing you know yeah, I mean, they, I mean, you're making Kim Jong-il sympathetic. You're making Michael Moore more than not sympathetic. I mean, they went hard against him because from what I remember, one of the guys from South Park was featured in his movie. And the thing that the guy from South Park had a problem with was apparently Michael Moore put his, the guy from South Park's interview right before the cartoon that Michael Moore had in the movie. So the South Park guy got a little upset, almost thinking that, you're setting it up to make it look like that was his cartoon in the movie. Right, right, right. I can see and that. I mean, they go hard against him midway, but we're going to get to the fan comments now. We kind of breeze through this movie, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's not a ton to say about it. It's a fun enough movie. Yeah. If you're looking for something really raunchy, it's don't, there. Be, don't be offended by stereotypes. They are going to blow some stereotypes out there. It's interesting. The one other thing I'll make reference of is they're looking for the terrorists and it's like, the cantina scene in star wars i was about to bring that up because they make him up to look like a terrorist where they just kind of tanned his face like, a little bit and yeah, like, like pubes, hair. Pubes, pubes hair on him yeah 
And then they had him go in. And that's what I was thinking. He goes in and it's just so reminiscent of that cantina scene that I loved it. And also a fun fact I wanted to write down when they go to, when they do the scene in Panama, yeah. if you see, if you look around the set, aside from a couple palm trees, all the other trees are cannabis trees. You can see it from uh, the leaves in certain scenes, but it's just wild that they snuck it in there. What's your eagle eye would get that. <laughs> I, I I actually looked it up on IMDb and it might have popped up on known drug user producers. <laughs> now Dan Titus said I liked it, was hoping for a sequel, but Parker and Stone say it will never happen. Hmm. That makes sense because there's got to be a level of popularity you get to where you can't get away with that anymore and right. even if you're known for the controversy it's not necessarily gonna help your brand they attacked a ton of hollywood actors on this movie <laughs> oh yeah harry priest from the mothership facebook group said loved it at the time watched it recently and wasn't as good as i remember Durka Durka. i will i'll say the same thing like i remember really liking it then I put it third on our movies we were going to review this year because I thought we would get more laughs out of it. Yeah. I, I still see a lot of the comedy, but it doesn't hit to me like it was. Right. Would. Like it's creative. I appreciate it, but I feel like I'm watching it more of an appreciation standpoint than it's a laugh a minute like it used to be. Yeah. And it really came out at a time when tensions were still high off of 9 11. I mean, this is still three years afterwards. So probably everybody's. I guess openness to that type of comedy would be fine. Now we're almost at a different place in society where I'm not going to say it brings up bad memories of that time, but it, it just doesn't hit like it necessarily used to. Pat Sigsworth says, fuck yeah. <laughs> Albert Bettis says, loved it. Joe Wilson says, great in its time. Jace Nacarado has a little thing here. He says, great in its time. I remember when it first came out, I was 15 and I could never get my dad to take me as I believe it was R-rated. I didn't really bother my parents with that kind of stuff because they didn't get that kind of humor. I have such a vivid memory of rushing to the bathroom during a family party and talking to my friend on the phone about it while giggling and laughing at yeah. imagining every description he told me about the movie as he'd seen it earlier that day. Mm -hmm. I remember howling listening to his impression of Michael Moore puppet, sacrificing himself at the Team America compound and imagining all the mustard on his shirt. Now, can you imagine how funny a movie's got to be for you to be laughing as your friends describing it to you? Right, 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 right. And I mean, that yeah. just kind of talks about that time. Also, being fifteen—that's like I just remember right watching that. What's that? Buddy Rob, I remember watching the thing with my buddy Rob and him just laughing and howling so loud. It was like I was like ha ha ha, and like everybody like I think we had a friend actually a couple rows back. He like went up and found us he's like i knew that was you <laughs> what is it nate mcconagall says america fuck yeah mike barisi says matt damon <laughs> troy matt damon troy el guapito smith says genius that's a great name let's not pass over that <laughs> christopher bennett brilliant and could never get a wide release today yeah, this would almost be a Netflix exclusive or yeah, film actors guy thing might get him trashed. Plus, they just go after everybody, you know. I just get a yeah. yeah. Darren Anderson, best puppet movie ever. Andrew Armstrong, fuck you, Hans Bricks. Scott Martin, cool idea. 
not particularly funny, a bit too broad, crap politics, typical edgy, nothing matters, both sides are bad, wishy-washy BS. I, I don't, we'll take crap politics out of it. Yeah. What it definitely is, it's edgy. Yeah. It does have a nothing matters feel. But instead of both sides are bad, wishy-washy bullshit, I looked at it as they're not just aiming at one side. They're aiming at the ridiculousness of yeah. everything mm-hmm. and kind of looking at everybody's part in that. I, so I, I don't I have much of a negative connotation on that. I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. And I didn't read this. And I don't know the person who sent that in, and I'm not attacking them. But usually when I hear a comment like that, I wonder if somebody's a little more partial to one side than the other. Because when I hear it, I'm like, yeah, they attacked everybody. Who gives a fuck? I think it's all bullshit too. <laughs> so. Yeah, you almost feel like they, that's probably somebody who's maybe more invested in politics. Yeah, and God bless you if you are, because I probably should be, but I'm not. So I, until I started appearing on the More Perfect Union podcast, I had no interest in pod. That was this week's folks. So he's new to the, he's new to the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm new to it and I don't particularly like it, but I mean, I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. I don't follow politics enough because it's always such doom and gloom and there's just such nasty stuff going on in the world on a day-to-day basis that sometimes it's just fun to talk about the entertainment part of life and get into it that way. Dick jokes and fart. (laughs) Exactly. Now, the last comment I have here is from Steve Salamonson, who says, funny as hell at the time it was made. Some of the jokes now are outdated. Some are more pertinent. And most are, of course, insensitive, still funny AF. I agree with that. Some of the jokes are outdated. But like we said, it was a political climate in 2004 that while some of the same sentiments are still there, I wouldn't say we're in as dire a situation as it felt like back then. And this really gave some much needed comic relief to a time when they were flying planes into buildings. We were getting involved in a war, you know, and just the world felt so heavy at that point that you needed this to break the tension. And that's why you have puppets fuck on film. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Some of our, we didn't see it. You know, it was, uh, it was alluded to other puppets oh yeah for freedom (laughs) now the favorite scenes in this i really like that opening scene in paris from the shitty puppet so you see the whole world and then when they're going after the terrorists they blow up the eiffel tower which crushes the arc de triomphe and they just fuck up paris and then like we got them and they just leave right (laughs) and i mean at a time it almost maybe part of America felt like that's what we were doing around the world. You can chase these terrorists. It doesn't matter the wake that you leave behind you. Gary in Washington with that country song. I really enjoyed that. Obviously the America fuck. Yeah. Song. Like you talked about earlier, Gary going into that blue door, the first time he meets up with the terrorist and you get that ode to the cantina bar. Yeah. And then the film actors guild that, that's a joke that works on so many levels. It's offensive and it's almost a dangerous joke for them to do being in the film business, taking shots like that. Yeah, absolutely. The cantina scene, there's the vomit scene. The vomit uh, scene was another really good one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just it's all, I don't want to say all gold, but yeah, I would say that there's just a lot of crazy stuff. If you've never seen it, yeah, you should check it out. And, you know, unless you're easily offended. You get into the next comment. Randy Osgood, do you recommend this movie to watch? If you've never seen it, 
one hundred percent. Yeah. If you have seen it, be in the mood for it or show it maybe to somebody that hasn't seen it. And you'll at least get a kick out of it once. Anything after that might be overkill. Now, here's an interesting question. If you guys could make your own movie, what would it be? Dave, let's try and keep the answers PG here. <laughs> Remember, you're a family man now. You yeah. can't be going all wild. Yeah, producer Joe, man, they call Dave. Going deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a story about trying to get my man Joe <laughs> to chase his dreams. And uh, I haven't thought it out completely yet, but <laughs> I, would I don't know. Say you know what? I would probably, fuck, I'd do like a documentary of this, some of the bullshit we've gone through and some of the crazy stuff we've done. AJ Brown looks so good with this, by the way. Sorry, AJ. If, now, if we're talking about if we can make any type of movie we could would want to make, I think a horror movie would be interesting. But if Randy's thinking about a movie that maybe we could feasibly make on our own, I would think almost like a documentary movie of us putting on our first show. Yeah. Where, you know, we've booked a venue. We've got three comedians or we've got a comedian a musical act yeah and you know we put on a live show then we document it for a movie to me that would be the ideal one now little does randy know we tried doing this when aj did his first comedy show in a while Mm. we taped the whole show the video looked beautiful from what we saw (laughs) the audio cut out And, you know, it would have been cool to have our own, like, little mini documentary. But who knows? Maybe it's down the way. Like, right now, we're really trying to get the podcasting under our feet. Randy didn't know that because it didn't make the light of day. And luckily, I didn't talk about it too much beforehand. Like, I had this idea going into that night that we would do that. But it just, it didn't work out. I mean, we were filming driving down to the venue just so I would have a title screen to put in there. I mean, maybe eventually, like when we did the interview with Dame FK, we talked about possibly yeah. doing a live show at some point. Would we like still to do have it. that kicking around in our head. 2022. We know enough musical acts, podcasters, comedians that we could put some kind of show together. That would be really awesome. And We'll see what this year brings. Now, going back to Team America, I mean, I think we've really said all we can about I this think movie. So. What's one final note you want to say about the movie? I'll say something final, and then we'll go out from there. America. Fuck yeah. We might have some big news coming soon out of one of our camps. But, hey, <laughs> one of us is winning. All of us are winning over here. And... Guys, we hope to see you again next week on the Working Fans Comedy Cast. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please, Continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 